You're a monster. Yeah, let's get into my guy because yeah. this Ooh. is the guy where you're my, swinging for lose? the fences. Oh, like geez. you're taking a shot on this guy. Welcome in to another week of the Fantasy Monsters with Caleb and James. James, how we doing? Good. Preseason week one, it took place. We have football. Yeah. Ish. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, man, football is is heading back, and it was nice to... Still gross to watch, but there's I mean, some things you can learn from certain... Yeah, I mean, there's definitely things... That we, we're actually going to do some takeaways here in a little bit about you know some of our preseason takeaways from week one, but... You know, it's just nice to have football on. Like it's, I've missed it. Yeah. So, um, but real quick, James, if uh, anybody that for anybody that hasn't subscribed or follow us on our social media pages, where could they come check us out at? Uh, yeah, Twitter and Facebook at the TFL Monsters, YouTube, Apple Podcast, the Fancy Monsters, or the Fancy Monsters Podcast. Same with the uh, website. Yeah, man. Guys, come check us out. Uh, we've got some awesome merch you can check out. Um, we're we're you know, putting up news as often as we can. And of course we've got our videos on YouTube. So go subscribe to us there. Um, but real quick, we're going to go into uh, some of our takeaways that, that we got from week one. There's a bunch that I kind of wanted to chat about. Um, some good, some bad, mostly good. Um, but first things first, I thought it was really cool to kind of see um, a lot of these top quarterbacks that got drafted this year. You know, again, this is preseason week one, but yep. they kind of played pretty well. Some of them. Yeah. I mean, you know, a big one, like I was, I was really excited to see Justin Fields. I know you, you were too. I love <laughs> Justin Fields, man. And like watching him, like what I watched in the preseason game, man, like he's just super cool out there, man. Yeah, like he's super collected. smooth. Like he know, like he is in control. The throws look incredible. Pinpoint accuracy. Like, yeah, he's going to be the real deal. Yeah. And I mean, he did have a fumble. Um, in that game and, you know, he had a couple, couple forced passes, but overall, and keep in mind, we do understand he's probably going against the twos. Yeah. Um, but still, no, like that's like still, the main guys. thing. Like when you watch, especially quarterbacks in preseason is a big thing I like to look for is just how comfortable do they look yes. out there? How smooth do they look out there? Are they running through their progressions? Are they yes. just sticking on their first progression? Are they dropping their eyes? Like things like that. Right. And with him too, you always have to watch out for mobile quarterbacks. Cause it's like, Okay, do they go through their first two progressions and then run? Well, yeah, like, he could hit his first two progressions in the pocket, start running to the outside, hit another progression or two, yeah. like come back and to he people. Did that. Yeah, yeah. He did that multiple times in this game. Because so. that was one big concern people kept bringing up about his was in college, he was a first, mostly first read quarterback, first or second read mm-hmm. quarterback, but... I kept saying that's just the offense they run in Ohio State. Yep. And and they're off their wide receivers were always open at Ohio yeah. State. So he didn't have to go too far. But no, he has the capability and I, I love seeing it. Um I was also a big fan of seeing Zach Wilson play. Yep. Um Zach Wilson looks really solid. There were a few of those throws where like you could hear him hit straight in the numbers on the front chest plate. Like <laughs> yeah. just, if you turn your sound up high enough, you'll hear it just smack the chest. Yeah. Um, he's known for having a big arm, but at the same time, like I didn't know he, like, I didn't know he threw that hard, No, <laughs> um, but it was fun. I mean, Trevor Lawrence, we knew what Trevor Lawrence is in, in the game. You know, you can definitely see that line break down a lot. That was and, the big, yeah. Lawrence and Lance yeah. did not have a lot of time back there. <laughs> they didn't have a, I mean, I think Lance got sacked four times. <laughs> so, 
I mean, it was definitely rough for them, but uh, it, overall, though, they all had some really bright spots, and I like to see that of first-round quarterbacks, yeah. so that was really cool. I will say Lawrence, Wilson, and Fields, they all looked pretty comfortable in the pocket. Lance, yeah. at times, though, did look like he was just sticking on his first progression only. And, looked a little flustered at yeah. times, and I mean, that happens when you get, when that's you get sacked what a we punch. Would, that's what I expected. Yeah, I know you're not a Lance fan. It's not that and, I just, again, you look at Fields right now, yeah. and you look at Lance right now. Yeah. And both both games, week one. So, yeah. Um, another thing I wanted to bring up, again, guys, I understand this preseason, but I watched the Vikings game, and their offensive line and that defensive line just didn't look great. I mean, one thing that's concerning is that defense, or that offensive line last year was, what, ranked 29th, I think, in it passing? It was very low, yes. Very so, bad. And, again, it's preseason, but you still got to pay some attention to this stuff. I yeah. mean, it looked awful the offensive line doesn't really bother me too much because they are just a big play action team and that right. just improves run everything first too. and it's really the thing i want for the vikings this year is that defense to improve that's the one thing we should like you should expect mm-hmm. just from a zimmer uh, defense every year they have good defenses but it was really rough last year they acquired some pieces so hopefully by a couple weeks into the season a month into the season they start meshing and turning it right. on but it's probably going to start ugly again yeah, and I know in that preseason game as well, that secondary got yeah got beat, and they brought in Patrick <laughs> Peterson and stuff like that. Which Patrick Peterson isn't the same Patrick Peterson of old, but hopefully it's better. <laughs> Unfortunately, him aged is still better than some of those young guys. But yeah, but just throwing that out there. Um, another big thing, which I think I don't remember if we had it in the news or not, but I think we do, so we'll just chat about it now. But the Miles Gaskins, um, who yeah, we've been—I I shouldn't say we've—I've been really kind of advocating for. And I had him ranked higher than you this year by a couple spots. Right, but, and now I'm kind of getting nervous. Malcolm I'm Brown out. started that game. I'm fully out. Just the camp reports are not, and it's not anything. Miles, it's not that Miles Gaskin has not been doing well. He's been doing the same. They're not like bad reports that he's just not hitting the hole the same. He's yeah, it's not, not like he slowed down. It, yeah, it's. Michael, like all the reports are, they're going to use a three running back rotation. Malcolm yep. Brown's been the starter in camp and training camp. He's been getting a lot of run with the number ones. He's getting the goal line work. You mm-hmm. saw it in the preseason game. He was out there first. He's making more plays. But Gaskin, when he was in there, he looked good. But the reason he was so valuable last year is that monster volume. Yeah. I mean, and, and unfortunately, he's going to have to get similar volume to finish yep. even close to where he was last year. He'll be average. But he's not going to be a super efficient. We saw the right. offensive line in that game. Another one we could bring up Tua did not look great at times. <laughs> right, right. Offensive line did not look good. Mm-hmm. So concerns. Yeah, definitely some concerns, um, and very frustrating because I think Miles Gaskins is going like fifth round or something right yeah, now. Yeah, he's off my board. So yeah, really unfortunately, I just don't see that any upside it. with him. Um, a couple more quarterbacks that I just wanted to bring up, uh, Jalen hurts. Um, they're, they're saying, you know, I, I watched that game and they're saying that they, you know, a lot of people really liked what he did and he solidified himself as a number one. However, Philly is Who not is coming out. I, yeah, but they're still not Joe saying go and Jay, I like Jamie Newman, but it, it's not going to happen now. Right. Like, but they're still saying that they're not going to name Jalen hurts the starter. <laughs> I'm yeah, like, okay, Jacksonville whatever. hasn't named Trevor Lawrence a starter either. Yeah, come on. So. I mean, it's got it's got to happen. So just throwing that out there. And then one thing that I found really interesting too is when I watched the Denver game, Drew Locke came out and played pretty well. Uh, they're now saying that there's a good chance that he still, you know, might win that job. Yeah. So there, a lot of the camp reports I've heard is it's very close. I heard that they were going to give Locke the first opportunity in the preseason game. 
So it looks like if they are leaning one way, it's probably 55% Locke, 45% Teddy, but yeah, I was just I, a little I, surprised. I still consider a very close race. I was just a little surprised because you traded to get Teddy out here. And I mean, I think it was a six round pick. Yeah, it but still, nothing. but still, um, again, could have had fields. That's true. That is true. I mean, yeah, they, and they went defense, which I'm not going to lie. Um, they, cause they got, they bought or bought, <laughs> they drafted Patrick Sertan who yeah. had a really awesome big six in that and game. The so. <laughs> Panthers drafted JC Horn instead. So, yeah, but I, I like both of those picks to be yeah. honest, but still, yeah, they're both very, very good players. Yeah. And Sam Darnold didn't, I don't think he touched the field this week. So, um, but yeah, so that's kind of just some, Oh, well, sorry. I had one last one just cause I thought it was really interesting cause you don't really see these types of stat lines in preseason games. Um, but Ramondre Stevenson from the Patriots, two touchdowns. I think he had over 200 yards in that game. Um, the one thing to note is when he was coming out, we we made kind of fun of him because he's one of the biggest well, running backs. It's not that we're making fun. He's just, just a he's very huge. noticeable player. Yeah, he, he's You know exactly massive. who he, when he is on the field. And one complaint that I have or that I had coming into the season is because of his size, he's not really shifty. He's he was just he's kind of a straightforward runner. My concern runner. always with him was he's not a great pass catcher at times, and he would just got stood up a lot. Like he didn't mm-hmm. play at his weight level a lot of times. In this game, though, he was very shifty. Yeah, and yeah, he has some moves. He had a big run and just ran past people, and so I'm just keeping an eye on him because at that size, if he can continue to play that well, I think at that point he was playing against the threes, but still. Like it's noticeable. Yeah, I still think Damian Harris has a he does monster lock on. Oh, hundred percent. He's not going to take over the starting spot, but I am curious to see though if he might slide into two, maybe three. You know, probably more like three because I don't think he's going to take over James White. No, well, White, but White's not going to. He's only any a third down attempts. guy, right? Yeah, he's just going to be a pass route, and he might be factored less and less out with his age. They brought him back on absolutely nothing, dirt cheap contract, so. But yeah, just interesting. So that's that's some of our preseason takeaways that we wanted to chat about. But I know we got some news to jump into as well. So what do we got in monster news this week? Oh, uh, yeah, we got a few pieces. Uh, one, Elijah Moore is still day-to-day with a quad injury. It's not considered to be serious, mm-hmm. but missing practice. Um, Mike Williams, not expected to be re-signed by the Chargers next year. We've kind of seen this one coming. They didn't pick up his fifth-year option. Right. Again, Dynasty Leagues, Josh Palmer. Keep him in the back of your minds. I yep. drafted him this year. I like his. I liked his tape a lot. This one I thought was interesting, a piece of news out of Green Bay, that Amari Rodgers is going to be used in the slot and the backfield this yeah, year. Yeah, I hate that, but... I think it's interesting. I don't think it's going to hurt anything, but Amari Rodgers, he is... I do think he could have somewhat of an impact this year, especially if he's going to move majority into the slot. And he's a yeah. very quick, shifty player, mm-hmm. and it looks like he's been impressing a lot in camp. Well, I'm, I'm really intrigued, um, because I did like him coming out of Clemson, and... Him with Aaron Rodgers, now knowing that Aaron Rodgers is at least going to be there for this year, like it's something to pay attention to because Green Bay is notorious for not knowing who that number two guy is. Yep. And he could be out of that slot. And they usually don't, they don't really run three wide receivers a lot though, do they? They do. Because I know that they usually have two out there because they always have a tight end. Um, yeah, but no one really runs a lot of two running back sets. So that's still three true. wide receivers. Yeah, well, and Sternberger out there is going to be interesting. But yeah, but yeah, no, I'm just curious to see how much he's going to take in the backfield because I don't like anything going away gonna from... I think it's going to be very little. I just don't want anything going away from Aaron little. Jones. Yeah, it's not going to affect anyone. Um, Darren Waller's ankle injury is not a concern. He's been missing some practice and stuff like that. 
no one knew quite what was happening, but um, because that's another problem in training camp. And right now, coaches don't have to disclose any injury information mm-hmm. or anything like that. So apparently, it's just not a concern. Um, one that is a concern though is Rashad Bateman. He's getting yeah, groin surgery, and all we know is he's out until sometime in September. So probably going to be missing games this year to start the season. Yeah, this is really disappointing because this is a guy that I actually have been mocking a lot with. Because really, yeah, I like him, but I find it really hard for him to be a very like a productive wide receiver his first year in that offense. It it could be difficult, but the, I love everything talent, coming out of like, camp though. Is they love Rashad him. Bateman? Yeah, he was one of my favorite receivers. Sure. Yeah, and. Th- you know, um, why can't I think of head coach all of a sudden? Jim Harbaugh. Thank you. Jim Harbaugh coming out of camp just saying that, like, he's everything we wanted yeah. plus more. He can do everything <laughs> and, on the football field. Oh, yeah, he's he's fantastic. So I have been mocking him because he's been going really late, but then with this injury, it's just really hard. So, but just keep maybe an eye on it because he could emerge when he comes back. Yeah, I mean, you do not draft him in redraft leagues. He's going to no. be a guy you pick up off the you waiver pick up wire on the later. Waiver wire. later but keep season. an eye on when he comes back because yeah. if you have a droppable player, Maybe snag him mm-hmm. before he comes back, and then if he has a big game, there you go. That th- I think the most concerning thing is he's gonna—he's just missing time in yeah. the offense. Yeah. Again, like we brought up with Devonta Smith last year, like that does hurt, especially when you're a rookie. Yeah, you don't like seeing missed time because you need you need all the training camp and uh, preseason <laughs> learning you need. Yeah. Or you can. Uh, Carson Wentz and Quentin Nelson could possibly be ready for Week One. Yeah, I, I was actually really shocked. So Frank Wright came out and was just like, we love to see where these guys are at right now. Everything is going smooth. And I'm sitting here like, there's no chance they're going to be back for week one. But they're not, I mean, they're not saying yes or no. Yeah, apparently I hear Quentin Nelson's is, is doing a little bit better than Wentz. But yeah, they're both. Yeah, they're both. For, at, yeah. yeah, they're both going really well. So that, that's going to be very interesting because Jacob Easton started that game and he didn't look terrible. But he ain't Carson Wentz. <laughs> I mean, honestly, for the so. offense, I'm more concerned about Quentin Nelson coming back. Oh, yeah, of course. I, I, want, it, I want him back Taylor as well. More, but. but, yeah. Um, Amari <laughs> Cooper passed a physical and taken off the PUP list. There we go. Looking good. They'll shoot up rankings now, guys. I kept them you exactly kept them? with the same Yeah, place, good call. So. I didn't. You're fine. This piece of news is just, it's kind of sad. Like, I feel bad for the guy. Uh, Anthony Miller dislocated his shoulder. <sighs> He's hopeful to play sometime this season, but nah. some reports are vague. He had had shoulder problems in the past with the Bears. I also believe dislocated shoulders in the past. Mm-hmm. It sucks, man. Like, I thought uh, there was a chance, a new place on a new team. Yeah, and opportunity he's got skills, there. Man. Yeah, and he's shown a little in the past. He's just never able to develop it. Injuries again, getting in his way. Yeah, it's very disappointing. I mean, you don't like seeing somebody that's super talented, you know, I, I I hate to use the word fail, but it's just like with injuries, he's just, you know, he just kept slipping down depth charts. Now they move him to Houston where big, they oppor- need yeah, a huge opportunity, yeah. man. They, they needed pass catchers and he, he easily could have been in number two. Start a season. Yeah. Already yeah. been the number two in that offense. Yeah. Just easily. And, uh, unfortunately this is definitely going to, Gonna hurt him, and we'll just see how long. Hopefully, he can play this season, and hopefully, yeah. if he comes back, he can play well. Yep. And the last piece of news is kind of bizarre to me. Uh, Latavius Murray is fighting for a roster spot so with, Devon- with Devonta Freeman. Yeah, I heard this thing. I think you actually told me this or sent me something, and I just was like, "Is this real?" <laughs> I mean, redraft leagues is shouldn't concern you, but if you're in dynasty leagues and you have Kamara, 
I don't know which one to pick right now. I would still lean on the Latavius Murray side. They also have a rookie who they drafted, who they like, who's just his roster spot looks like it's firmed up. Mm-hmm. But yeah, for the backup spot for Kamara, it looks like it's either Murray and Freeman, and there's only one spot open. I just don't understand it because Devonta Freeman hasn't been good in quite a while. By the way, he was on Buffalo last year. Yeah, Did if anybody that? didn't know that, yeah, <laughs> he was on a team. Yeah. <laughs> There's a few of those guys. Oh, who was it earlier we were talking about? Oh, Alan Hearns. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we, players you forget are still in the NFL. Players you forget that are still playing. <laughs> yeah, Alan Hearns. Uh, just in case if anybody didn't know, he's on Miami and he got hurt. So, um, But yeah, I, I'm just shocked because Latavius, in my opinion, Latavius Murray hasn't he's done anything. Been good. He's always been Yeah, a, but he hasn't done anything to average. lose that. No. Like, I mean, he's 31 this year. So he's getting older, but so Devonta is Devonta Freeman. Freeman. He's yeah. way older than that. I think he's a couple of years on him. So it's still, it's very strange, very strange situation. I will be shocked if Freeman wins that job. Yeah, same. We got anything else? That's it. All right, guys. So that was uh, sorry, my Monster News. Let us know what you guys think or some of your guys' concerns. We're going to go ahead and uh, jump into some quarterbacks. Instead of doing rankings like we did with our wide receivers and running backs, Quarterbacks are kind of just, a lot of them are very close together. It's more yeah. ADP decisions. Yeah. So we're just looking at quarterbacks who ADPs we really like this year. Yep. Yeah. I, I don't know. Do I still have it up? I think I do. Yeah. Um. So like even one thing when you're looking at quarterbacks, you're looking at your number one to like your number 12, the differences in points is maybe five points a game. Yeah. It's not so like it is very close. So, you know, we just didn't feel like having to go through all of them. Yeah, and <laughs> Kelsey's just completely out of reach for me. Yeah. I'm just not going to be looking at him. Allen, I would also say, is just out of reach for me. Mm-hmm. If Kyler can get into the fifth, I like that. Mm-hmm. He's not going in the fifth right now. He's going early fourth. But if he drops to the fifth, that is very interesting to me. But that's about it on the very early quarterback, guys. Dak right, right now, mid-fifth. I'm probably going to pass on him. Lamar, back of the fourth, I'm going to pass on that too. Yeah. Yep. Did you say Kelsey, by the way? Did I miss that? I think you did. Did you mean to say Mahomes? I thought I said Mahomes. Yeah, you said Kelsey. But I figured you meant Well, Mahomes. it's on tape, so. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll have to play it back and everything. Jeez. Make fun of him, guys. No, I agree with you. Um, I'm just going to jump into one guy that I'm really looking at. And unfortunately, um, he's, I shouldn't say unfortunately, he's still ranked in my top five. But one guy that I really like his draft position right now is Aaron Rodgers. Same, he's on my list. Yeah, I mean, I've got him ranked as my fifth my fifth quarterback. I mean, this ADP could come up a little bit. Right now he's going as the quarterback eighth off the board, mid-seventh mm-hmm. round. Yeah, I love it, though. And if <laughs> you uh, forgot, he in six-point passing touchdown leagues, he was the first overall quarterback last year. Mm-hmm. The team's the same. Nothing's changed, except that he's going to have more control this year, in my opinion. I think he's going to mm-hmm. pretty much be calling plays I mean, he's going to do what he wants. I think if LaFleur calls a play and he likes it, he'll run that play. But if LaFleur calls a play that he doesn't like, I don't think he's going to run that play. Yeah. Let's just do this. He ain't going to run the ball at the goal line anymore. (laughs) Yeah. He, uh, 13 weeks last year, he was a quarterback one through 12 on the week. Mm -hmm. Eight times he finished as a top five quarterback on the week. Ultra consistent. Pretty much the only quarterback that was more consistent than him last year was Josh Allen. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, the thing that I, I love too is when you look at just red zone attempts, 84 red zone attempts. That's you we want red zone attempts. And he had 30, so many. 35 touchdowns. Yeah. In the freaking red zone. That is so many, dude. 
it's awesome. You know, yeah, that's awesome. So that is a ton of attempts in the red zone. It's man. an insane amount of attempts in the red zone. Aaron Rodgers, every year, he's a guy that holds on to the ball and he always throws 30 touchdowns or more. So I think this year. Yeah, he, the touchdown percentage was high last year, but he's done that before. It'll probably come back a little bit, but it's still going to be a very good offense. It's yeah. still going to be a very high scoring offense. For sure. And yeah, quarterback eight off the board right now. I like that a lot. I'm trying to think. So. Yeah, three seasons before that, he actually didn't even get 30, which is crazy. But anyways, I think he's going to be fine this year because, look, he wants out of Green Bay, and he wants to get paid again. So I think next year, you know, it looks like he's probably not going to stay in Green Bay. He's going to go somewhere else. Well, if he's going to want to be attractive, you know, he's going to – I think he's going to have a really good season. Yep. So we'll get to my first quarterback on the board. Mine are not in any particular order. Yeah, same. Except this guy is, like, my favorite quarterback target right now in oh, leagues and mock guess. drafts. Can I guess? Sure. Let me guess. Is it Tannehill? It is. Yeah, he's on he's my He's going list as the quarterback 12 right now, back into the ninth round. 2020, he was the quarterback 8 overall. After the bye week last year, weeks 5 through 17, he was the quarterback 2 overall. He never busted last year. Eight times, he was a quarterback 1 through 12 on the week. The other eight times, he was a quarterback 2 on the week. Quarterback 13 through 24. Six top six performances last year. They're adding Julio to the offense. 2020, the Titans passing touchdown percentage was 6.8%. That's high. 2019, that was high at 6.5%. Both of those were top three that year in the league. His offense is just very efficient, dude. Mm-hmm. Like, they, they run the play action very well. They score touchdowns. And I also, their first four games of the season are not bad. They play Arizona, Seattle, Indy, and the Jets. I mean, the Indy one might not be the best matchup, but Arizona, Seattle, and the Jets do not scare me at all. Yeah, and guys, they still added Julio Jones to this team too. So, I mean, it's just going to be... I don't, Dude, I, I'm almost like locking this offense in for like 30 to 35 points a game. I mean, that's high, but yeah. I, I'm just saying, like, I just think it's going to be insane. I, I And I love it. And their defense really isn't that bad. I think it's definitely still improved. But this offense just, I don't know how you're going to stop it. Okay, you're stopping the passing game. Well, they're just going to run it with Derrick Henry. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, you're stopping the run game. Well, they'll just pass it with A.J. Brown and freaking Julio Jones. Yeah. Like, like there's not really, you can't cover all that. And I, I'm really intrigued. And Ryan Tannehill, again, he's going so late. And we're going to preface this too, guys. We're not a huge fan of taking quarterbacks in the first what I would say almost four rounds. Well, yeah, we we just brought up to start this. Yeah, yeah, we, like we I made d- our line. We yeah. will never do that. Kyler um, in the fifth interests me, and, and I'm not it. that, and that doesn't interest me. Really? Like, no, it just doesn't. Like I took Kyler that in the eighth me. round last year. Yeah, and look what he did. Exactly. I would still take a shot if on somebody in the eighth round. In the fifth round. That because yeah, I'm, but I'm just saying every year there's going to be somebody in the eighth or the ninth round that you, you can hope. take that possible. Yeah, it's just happened a few years in a row for me, but it's been luck. Yeah, but but still. But still, so I, I usually like taking my quarterbacks as honestly as late as I can. And he's definitely one that I'm targeting. I mean, he's never not been a top end quarterback for the Titans. Well, he's only played technically two seasons. Yeah, First but he only played like 10 games, though, yeah, wasn't it? 10, uh, 10? Yeah, technically, yeah. Uh, no, you're right. It was He started 10, but played in 12. Yeah, and he's so. been incredible since he's been in there. Yeah, I'm not. I 100 agree with you. He has 98 percent snaps. Curious who the two percent was. I'm just. I just found that very interesting. 
Okay. <laughs> do, do you not I find, I find that very interesting? If I had to guess, maybe Janu threw a pass. I don't yeah. know. Yeah, but he would have had My to snap the ball. Jono. He had to snap the ball or something. They don't really do too many like direct snaps to Derrick Henry, do they? No. I didn't think so. So, anyways, all right. So he's on my list too. Um, yep. Another guy that I really like, I haven't actually targeted him that much in mocks, um, but I don't mind where he's going. And I think he has, again, a, just an insane amount of talent surrounding him. And that's Tom Brady. He's on my list too. Yeah. Like, so right now he's going at 712, um, which is, do you have do you have that up? What quarterback? Yeah, quarterback nine. Quarterback nine. Thanks. Right behind Rodgers. So... And what's funny, because I have him ranked right behind Rodgers as number six um, on my rankings. But, I mean, just think about his offense again. Like, everybody's coming back. That defense is also coming back. So, they're going to have a seller defense. They're going to have a, t- a just a ton of plays on offense. Running backs, hit and miss still. Um, they're not bad. They're not great. No, but here's the uh, passing stats for them last year. They were right. six in total passing attempts of 626. Mm-hmm. They were second in yards with 4,626. Mm-hmm. They were second in touchdowns with 42, and they were um, fifth in touchdown percentage of 6.7. What else you want? Exactly. I mean, do you, you know, do you think that's going to stay around the same? Yeah. Because I don't see it getting much higher than that because no, I don't think they need to get much higher. It can't get much higher than that. Honestly. Well, and with the defense still so good, do you see them it running? Was good last year. I just don't think got, they have it, the horses. It got better at as the season went on, though. I just don't think they believe in their running backs, and their running backs can't do it consistently. <laughs> or it's true. And Bruce Arians, yeah, he just he runs the offense he runs. But, yes, I, I love the plant man, I guess is what they call him, right? So I, th- I think he can have, again. Because, again, you go back to 2019, they were fourth in passing attempts. Mm-hmm. They were first in yards, third in touchdowns. Touchdown percentage was a little bit less, seven, oh, seventh overall, five point two percent. They're just going to pass the ball a lot, and they're going to be good at it. Here's what's here's what's crazy. So we just mentioned this with Rodgers. What was it? Eighty five, I think it was his red zone attempts. Mm-hmm. Ninety five for Tom Brady. That's so many, dude. But here here's the difference, though. Rodgers turned that into thirty five touchdowns, where Brady only turned it into twenty eight. Yeah. But still, that's an insane amount of red zone attempts. Yeah. And that's what you really want. Well, yeah. You want passes inside in the red 2020, zone. In 2020, the Packers had a 9.1 touchdown percentage. The Bucks had a 6.7. 6.7 is still, still very high. 9.7 is double the league average. Yeah, it's like insane. But but again, point being is I look at Mike Evans. They resigned Antonio Brown. You still have Chris Godwin for at least this year. Mm-hmm. Probably not further. Yeah. So watch out in Dynasty. You're not drafting Tom Brady in Dynasty, but... Honestly, we I think we've brought this up before. If you're in a dynasty startup draft this year, and I would take him as my quarterback too. With oh one yeah, of my, like you're going to get him so late or your third quarterback, and mm-hmm. you have a great season this year with him. Yeah, you'll you'll be fine for this year, possibly even next. Especially if you take a young guy in the rookie draft or something like that, like a Justin Fields. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, I just look at this offense, and it, again, can, I'm trying to think of another offense that has. Top to bottom, probably even first four wide receivers are just all excellent with a good quarterback. You can argue Pittsburgh, but I don't, I'm not a big Ben fan. So, no, Juju's not there. Claypool's not there yet. Maybe like the Rams or Seattle is close. I'd lean more I, Seattle, but they don't really have a third. Yeah. In there. But what I'm, I mean, because we're talking Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, Antonio Brown, 
and then Tyler Johnson. Mm-hmm. And oh, and then they also have Gronk, uh, OJ Howard. No, but who's the other wide Scotty receiver? Miller. Scotty Miller. Mm-hmm. I mean, honestly, <laughs> they also that's pretty uh, solid. <laughs> they drafted um, Jalen Darden this year, I believe, too. Mm. Yeah, forget where he's out of though, because he was a, it like was a, a D2 smaller school. school. Yeah, it was a smaller yeah. school. But yeah, man. So I, I think Tom Brady's just got all the weapons he needs. So he's gonna have a big year. Yep. Okay. My next guy on my list is uh, I'll be curious if he's on your list too. Could be. Is a uh, Matthew Stafford. He he almost made my list. Okay. Yeah. I have uh, some good uh, explanations for this. He's going quarterback eleven, right mm-hmm. ahead of Ryan Tannehill. I Ryan Tannehill is still my favorite on this list at his draft price. I like Brady and Rodgers a little bit more, but I do like Stafford. He's um yeah quarterback eleven, bat last pick of the eighth round. The Rams' passing offense the past two years has been top 10 in attempts. In 2020, the Rams ran the third most plays. They were 12th in pass attempts, 13th in passing yards, but they were 26th in passing touchdowns with 20 passing touchdowns last year. Gross. 3.4% touchdown rate. That was 26th in the league. That is very bad. Stafford's career touchdown average is 4.5. That's right around the league average, but has had hit, he has hit higher marks than that multiple times in his career. He's coming into a situation I believe he's never been in before. Probably definitely his best head coach on a team, best defense he's played with on a team, and the best top-to-bottom skill positions he's played with. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I he almost made my list for all of that same reason. Yep. I figured he was going to be on yours, so I didn't. I purposely not put him on mine. But, yeah, man, I'm really stoked to see him play this year. Yeah. This, in in my opinion, because he's been considered, you know, an excellent quarterback for so long, but he, you know, he, oh, he never gets Terrible to the playoffs situation. and yep. the situation's bad and, and so on and so forth. Now he's going to a good situation in a pretty solid organization for the yep. most part. Oh, yeah. And a really, really talented head coach. Yeah. So he has everything he needs to win except a run game. I don't think yeah, the run game's great. I was great, just about but, to bring that up next. Yeah. The Cam Akers injury gives Matthew Stafford and this passing offense a bump. It mm-hmm. gives them the reason not to run the ball more right. and stay up at the league leaders in passing attempts. So, I mean, there's a there's a really good chance that we see this team and the, that defense too. So, got an excellent yep. and defense. They so. were, they had, uh, according to PFF, they had the 10th best pass blocking last year, the Rams. Yeah, so good well, that, that, yeah line. very good offensive line. And they've had a pretty good offensive line for a while. Yeah. So, I think Matthew Stafford is somebody definitely you can target target and and honestly guys like i have him ranked at 12 he's being drafted as number 11 but like he could he be a top upside. five guy he has upside yeah yeah he still could be a top five last guy. year you can kind of throw out a little bit missing a lot of players the whole season nothing really meshed well, he didn't have kenny galley like the whole season yeah you go back to 2019 though how he started off that season was very impressive mm-hmm. it was a reason why he was one of my sleepers last year yeah <laughs> that quickly <laughs> yeah I quickly disappointed and changed. So, all right. So, I guess another guy that I've got. How many more do you have? I just have one. Okay, I'm curious. If it's the same guy. Um, but uh, I've got Joe Burrow. Nope. Okay, cool. I don't mind it. I really don't. He's going in the ninth round, um, late ninth, going at nine eleven, so almost ten. And when he's that close to Tannehill, that's not even a close for me. Yeah, but see, I think Tannehill's going to... I can't see him staying at 906. Dude, this is where he always goes. 
He's yeah, I know. Just the but, underappreciated quarterback. But He's when I've been Woods of quarterbacks. Right, but when I've been mocking, unfortunately, Tannehill's been gone when I go to get him in that round because I'm usually in the back end. But I don't mind taking Joe Burrow at 9-11. I still think the offensive line's improved enough. And when he did play last year, he looked really good. He did. There I was mean, the problem of not scoring any touchdowns, though. Yes, but there wasn't a lot of offensive talent yet, in my opinion. I mean, they need a healthy run definitely game. Definitely getting better, but it wasn't like they didn't have anyone. They had Mixon, Boyd. Yeah, but Mixon Higgins. was hurt a lot last year. He only played six games. Yeah. So but that have him for a full season. Yeah. yeah, have him for a full season. I mean, have yeah. a good run game. You bring in Jamar Chase. You have T. Higgins. You still have Tyler Boyd. The offensive line slightly improved. They will still pass the ball a lot. The defense yeah. is going to be brutal. So Yeah, so I still think they're going to be very, very pass-heavy. And so I really don't mind taking a shot on Joe Burrow that late. And now, do I see him with top five upside? No chance. <laughs> but will he finish as a number one? There's a good chance he could. I have him ranked at number 15. Okay. So, I mean, I, I think he can definitely sneak in and be a number one quarterback this year. Okay. My last guy is a guy as if you just wait and you wait and all these guys are gone. <laughs> this is the guy to take. Oh, okay. He's going as the 22nd quarterback off the board. Oh, you went deep. 15th round, sixth pick of the 15th round. It's Ryan Fitzpatrick. Oh, dude, he, I, I, I literally have him on mine too, but I okay. wasn't going to talk about him. Yeah, it's, <laughs> I mean, this is not like, uh, I mean, this is, again, like if you miss on Tannehill, you miss on Rodgers, you miss on Brady, you miss on Stafford, Burrow. And here's like how that. this happens. Real quick, buddy. Here's how this happens. We're in a league. And Where everyone this. takes two quarterbacks. Everyone takes two quarterbacks. Yep. <laughs> everyone. We never do. Mm-hmm. I take one, and then I'll grab one off the waiver wire for that one week. Everyone in this league takes two quarterbacks. So there is a chance we do run into this problem. Yeah. Because we've done it before. Yep. So I'll tell you on why Fitzpatrick is a good pick, especially where he's going. 22nd quarterback off the board. So he's on a new team with more weapons than he's had in a long, long time. You got Terry McLaurin, you got Curtis Samuel, rookie Diami Brown, you got some other Antonio Gibson, Logan Thomas, JD McKissick. It's deep. Offensive line, very, very good. They had the third best pass blocking grade last year. Sneaky. Yep. I. I don't think people realize that. I didn't really realize that until looking through. You didn't realize it because the quarterback play was so bad. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Washington last year had the ninth most passing attempts, Mm -hmm. but they were 25th in yards, 29th in touchdowns, and 30th in touchdown percentage. Guess their touchdown percentage last year. 2.5. 2.7. Oh, so close. That that was very close. That is awful. That is score, like, out of 100, like, that is so bad. Well, again, think of their quarterbacks. I mean, it was just atrocious to watch. Yeah, Fitzpatrick's been way above that his entire like. Yeah, he's been above league average pretty much every season of his entire career. He's yep. had some peaks of over five, around six. Last year, he didn't play a lot, but weeks two through six, he was the sixth quarterback overall. He was a quarterback one through twelve in that span, four out of the five games. He never busted in those five games, and their first four games aren't terrible. It's against the Chargers, week one. Which, if they get everyone back, they should and, be a good defense. Yeah. Then you have the Giants, whose defense is okay. Yeah. Well, and then no, have, their defense is solid. It's yeah, it's solid. Yeah. And then you have Buffalo, whose defense is like they have yeah. good defensive talent, but they're one of those defenses where they can be absolutely incredible on a day, and they can be yep. bad on a day. Yep. And then Atlanta, who's so it's not a terrible defenses. first four game stretch. 
Yeah. And again, where you're drafting them, if it looks bad, you just drop them. You just drop them and pick someone else up. See, and, and and keep in mind too, Ryan Fitzpatrick is a type of quarterback where he he can definitely win you weeks because oh, yeah. he could throw five touchdowns yeah. on, on any given Sunday, to be honest. And he's not really going to bust that much. He has busted a couple times in the past, obviously, because he used to be like... Well, if they keep those passing attempt numbers up again, like ninth most passing attempts in the league last year, they right. keep it up there, he'll be good. He'll be fine. Well, I just remember, I think it was when he was playing with the Jets or something where he, like, he had a five-interception game, and I'm like, wow. No, I think that was with the Bucks. Was it the Bucks? Yeah, I think it was. The he might, he might have had more than one. Yeah, uh, honestly, yeah. <laughs> he He's might have had more than one. Close to 10 of those in his <laughs> yeah, career. Like. Yeah. So he does have that That sometimes. Yeah, he'll but bring again, negative points to There's him, no but, one behind threatening him now. Yeah, what think. is it? Tyler Henneke or? Yeah, Taylor Henneke. Ta- um, yeah. There, I mean, this. I've kind of been softening, like, um, I, this offense is definitely going to be improved, but I don't think they're going to be world beaters. Right. But I do think it'll be good enough to have production. And if anything, if you if you if you are able to get one of these other quarterbacks, he'll be a great streamer though. If you want to take oh, yeah, that route, oh yeah, that's the so. thing. He, he's he's essentially going undrafted. So yeah, yeah. there's a few he's great streamers. He's going to be on waiver wires. Yep. Yeah, I like Ryan Fitzpatrick as a streamer. Now that we're talking about it, I think Trevor Lawrence could be a decent streamer depending on the weeks. You have the old guys like Derek Carr, Derek Kirk Carr, Cousins. Even, they're always reliable. Even Baker Mayfield might be able to even yeah. give you a good stream week. So. I looked at Baker for this list. I just it's hard. I couldn't get into it. It's I so just, hard, but yeah. Can't. I haven't ranked right in front of Ryan Fitzpatrick. Even though. that like three game stretch he had last year where it was incredible. He backed it up with just a couple awful performances. Like <laughs> it's just what he does, unfortunately. And he's supposed to get paid next year. We'll see how that goes. So uh do we have any other quarterbacks we want to chat about? No. Okay. Let's move on. All right. So let's jump tight ends. We're gonna do it very similar. Um, because most tight ends are <laughs> unfortunately kind of useless. Mm-hmm. Um there's you got your main few and then some guys that you can target later that we feel like would be great to target. And you're kind of just hoping that they're going to be just something this year. So let's jump in and talk about let's the main guys. Yep. The big three, The big three. We're not talking NBA. No, we're talking football. So Travis, Kelsey, Darren Waller. Do I get it? Yeah. I understand basketball. Well, there's a league called the big three. Yeah, it's uh, what's his name's league? Ice Cube. Yeah, thank you. See, I got it. Okay, I'm just you're not yeah. a basketball guy. I'm think. not. I'm short, so I'm never going to play basketball. Um, but anyways, we're going to talk Travis Kelsey, Darren Waller, and George Kittle. Not in any specific order, but that's how I have them ranked. I like all three of them where yeah. they're going in drafts, and even yeah. Kelsey, last pick of the first round. I mean, I'd prefer him with my second round pick, but if you're on the corner right there, it's essentially the same thing. Though I think the debate though is so I'm going to name some players for you. Mm-hmm. You tell me which one you'd rather have. So Travis Kelsey and Nick Chubb. Uh, probably Nick Chubb. Okay, Nick Chubb's going 108. Yeah, that one's very close for me. Yeah, I think I lean Chubb. Yeah, Travis Kelsey or Zeke. Travis Kelsey. I go Travis Kelsey. He's also going 108. Yeah, Travis Kelsey or Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill. I go Travis Kelsey there. Oh, that's crazy. Tyreek Hill's going a little bit ahead of him at 108 as well. Travis Kelsey or Devontae Adams? Yeah, I still think think I'd go Adams with that, though. I go Kelsey. Yeah, that's right. And Devontae Adams is going one pick behind Travis Kelsey. Mm -hmm. Give you just a couple more. Aaron Jones or Travis Kelsey? They're going back-to-back. I'd take... 
They're go- is it, we're going first round, right? Or are we trying to go second round with this? These are just players. Yeah. Would you rather have? I mean, it just for me, if it's a f- if I'm taking one of them in the first round, I'd take Kelsey over Aaron Jones. Yeah. Okay. If I'd I'm taking him would... in the second round, it all depends on what I did in the first. If I took a running back in the first, I'll take Kelsey over Aaron Jones still. Okay. I guess I'll give you that. Yeah. Um. Actually, you might be able to get them both. Exactly. They're going back to back. Yeah. <laughs> now yeah. that we're talking about it. Well, Aaron Jones is going 111. Kelsey's going 112. But oh. around that range at the turn, anything yeah. can happen there. You're essentially getting back to back picks. I would take Kelsey over any receiver in the league. And there's uh, one reason why That's because fair. you only roster one, one tight, tight end. end. And um, just on total points, he would have been the fourth best wide receiver in the league last year. Yeah. The advantage you get with Travis Kelsey is unlike it, it's probably better than the Christian McCaffrey to other running backs advantage. Mm-hmm. It is. And it's almost a lock. Mm-hmm. Like, should we go through his fantasy finishes over the past few years? I think they're all first. So yeah, they're at uh, number one. It's a number one. It's a number one. It's a number one. Mm-hmm. Number one. Yep. And I don't see it changing and this year. <laughs> I, I, I brought this up before again. I don't think we're ever going to see anything like this again in fantasy football, a player finishing that many years as the number one overall player at that position. And just dominant like he is. Like, there's a reason why he's going. Because back in the day when Gronk went this high, I was not that into it. You had a lot of injury risk when you took Gronk, and it just wasn't as consistent. Travis Kelsey is a monster. Yeah, I was actually just, I'm, I'm actually pulling that up because I'm curious to see. Because Gronk was pretty dominant, but I don't even think he was even close to running that many years in a no, row. No, 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 never. Yeah, Injuries he, got in his way. Dude, he only finished first three times in his whole career. So, and that's only one work. of them was back that's, to back. That's light work for Kelsey. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, that's nothing. I mean, the stats he puts up is just absolutely bonkers. I mean, the, the thing with, the thing with Travis Kelsey, and we say this every time we watch the Chiefs play, is how is he always open? Yeah, like, no, it's funny. He's not like a super fast guy. He's not a super agile guy. Dude's just He's open, open every freaking always play. Open. And it's so annoying. 1,400 yards last year at the tight end position. Mm-hmm. I feel good. Yeah, That's why I would take him. He's not going to finish better than Tyree Kill or Devontae Adams, but the advantage you get at that position is worth it. Yeah, I'm getting ready to pull up like on a points-per-game basis because I'm sure this is going to be crazy. So Travis Kelsey last year on a points-per-game basis was 17.4. This is in the scoring format with half-point um, this is half point p- uh, per reception. Darren Waller finished second at 14.1. Wait, wait, wait. Did you, you said seven? I thought you said 14. It's 17.4. Okay, I thought I heard 14. No, Darren Waller was at 14. Yep. There's a there's it's, a 3.3 3 <laughs> point well, per game change. What's funny is they both saw the same amount of targets. Darren Waller had two more receptions, 107 to Kelsey's 105. Kelsey had 11 touchdowns. Waller had nine touchdowns. You're like, okay, so yeah, they probably... Total points pretty close to each other. It's the yards. Kelsey had over 200 yards more, like yeah. 230 more yards, yep. 220. Well, and then even keep in mind this, and this is why we're talking about the big three, because Kittle would be in this conversation. He yeah, got he, he's in year. this position, yep. The drop-off. He was third in points per game last year. <laughs> the drop-off to 9.4 with Robert Tanya. Yep. <laughs> There's your difference, guys. Yep. Like, if, honestly, if you can take any of these top three, um, you'll be solid. And you're kind of making me change my mind a little bit. I've never, ever taken Travis Kelsey this No, high. man, I liked him last year because he was going, like, late second, and then you had, like, Kittle going, like, early mm-hmm. third. I like both of them there. 
Well, and didn't Kittle, get them in a lot of places though. If I'm not mistaken. Kittle and Waller are going in the third. Yep, they are. So, and I like both of their draft positions. I think the only thing is, which one do you like more? Right now, I'm taking Waller. Okay, you're taking Waller. Mm-hmm. I think I lean a little bit on the Kittle side, just because I think I'm going to get more week winning performances out of Kittle, where he scores 30 points, than Waller. So here's where I'm going to tell you you're wrong. Okay, and that's fine. Please, please yeah. tell me. I I love to I love to tell you this. So it doesn't happen often. Here, so. yeah. Oh boy, yeah. Fun fact. I don't care. Um, hence the, yeah, that's right. The shirt. Here's where you're wrong is I, I honestly think Debo is going to have a much improved season this year. And I think Brandon Ayuk is going to stay healthy. Yeah. A much, uh, yeah. Both these guys stay honestly, if all these guys stay healthy. Um, but I think they're, the wide receivers are going to really, really improve this year. And it's no longer just George Kittle on that offense. So for so long, it literally was just him in a run game. They don't need just him in a run game anymore. Whereas when you look at Darren Waller out in Vegas, I mean, I really hope Brian Edwards does something this year, but even outside of that, no. there's nothing out I there. I mean, Waller still had some bad games, like five games under eight points scored. Mm-hmm. And the big thing about Waller last year was he finally got that red zone work, nine yes. touchdowns. The year yes. before that was three, where he still was very close in yardage. But that's, again are those touchdowns going to stick with him? Because that was a big concern coming into last year, and he got him. The year before, yep. though, he was not a red zone threat. Right. And well, and keep in mind, the year before, he finished out the tight end three without those touchdowns. Yeah. So, I mean... It, I mean, again, he had 1,145 yards, 90 receptions. Like, he's yeah. going to be a PPR monster. And that, mm-hmm. him, if this is a full PPR, I will give you Waller over Kittle. Half point standard, I still lean Kittle a little bit. Yeah, and and again, that's that's fair. But yeah, this year I'm taking Waller um, over Kittle just because I think the offense, and I think, you know, yeah, Josh Jacobs is there, and yeah, Kenyon Drake is there, so they're going to probably run the ball, but San Francisco is still going to be a run first team. Yeah, so, but Kittle's been doing, I mean, last year against Philly, uh, you want to hear the stat line? Yeah, go ahead. 15 targets, yeah. 15 receptions, yep. 183 yards and a touchdown. Yeah, that's sick. 32 and a half points. That's so that's such a great game. Yeah, I again, I'm not. I honestly, like all three of them. Yeah, I like honestly, all three of them where your, they're going. Just pick cool which one. I, I'll probably, if I'm looking at taking a tight end, I would still aim for Waller or Kittle. I just, I, it's so strange to me to try and take it a is, tight end. In it the is. First it's round. hard, but just mock draft it and see how you like it. If you I don't, don't like it, don't like it. do it. But yeah. it is like I mocked a quarterback. I think I took Kyler in the. And the fourth, mm-hmm. like the end of the fourth, um, or the early fifth, and like, just like, oh, this is the advantage that you get with taking Waller or Kittle in the third is especially if you go because you're not gonna if you take Kelsey in like the first, late first, early second, take a running back in the second or another wide, just however it falls. Mm-hmm. The third and fourth rounds are usually traps for running backs, right? And you could feel that you need to take a running back there, and that might hurt you, pressure your decision. So. If you don't have that Kelsey there and there's a water Kittle there, take away that problem. That could be an advantage, but I've mocked Kelsey there. I like it good enough where if he's there in a draft for me, I'll take him. Yeah. I think if I'm able to get a running back and a running back, because this year I'm really not worried about wide receivers. No, man. It's so I actually, it is so dude, deep. I did a mock the other it day where so I took deep. four. No, I took three running backs and a tight end. I think I took Mark Andrews in the fourth or something like that, or TJ okay. in the fourth, whatever. I don't remember. But I didn't even take my first wide receiver to the fifth round. That was fun. 
Yeah, you could do that. Yeah, you can. <laughs> okay, so let's get into the guys who aren't just absolute incredible phenoms. Yeah, well, they're maybe yet. Maybe they'll yeah. be there one day, but um, maybe. Yeah, that's they're a, just not these guys. <laughs> yeah. You want to? Yeah, start I'll list? start. Um, I started because I talked about them a little bit last year, and I still like them, but on unfortunately, uh, a lot is going to depend on quarterback play, and I'm a little disappointed with what I saw in preseason week one. Hopefully it'll improve, but he's going in the ninth round. I I went really late with these guys because if Same. I'm not going to get if I'm not getting one of these front three, I'm not taking a fifth round. All my guys are late ninth or later. Yeah, I'm not taking a fifth or a sixth or a fourth round typically in taking a tight end. Um, this is uh, Mike Gusecki. Okay. Um, he's not on my list. That's fine. He's going at nine eleven, so almost in the tenth. He's the latest guy I've got on my list. I really do like him. I think talent-wise, like he's just a oh, massive talent, target. Yeah, he's very he's good. Very, yeah. very I good. Like Gusecki. The big thing that you're going to have to really worry about, though, is Tua. Is Tua going to take a step? I don't know. I really don't. Uh, what I saw this past week, I'm a little nervous. Tua and Gusecki have had some moments where they've been very good together. But, yeah, it's a completely different team now, though. Mm-hmm. And Gusecki was wildly inconsistent last year. Like He was. Wildly I inconsistent have him. last year. He finished on the season good. 85 targets, only 53 receptions. Got six touchdowns, which is fine, but a lot of bust games in there, man. Yeah, he he definitely... And that's without Jalen Waddell. That's without Will Fuller. Maybe a better running game this year, bringing more guys. They drafted another tight end, Tyler Long, who's a rookie, but he is a pass-catching tight end. Well, I'm hoping that... Because, in, in, in my opinion... They didn't really have a, a really talented amount of pass catchers last year. And and, no. and in ways like Devontae Parker, like, okay. And now that they brought in like a Will Fuller, who hopefully can stretch the field, and even a Jalen Waddle, who's just going to hopefully be all over the field, mm-hmm. maybe it'll open up some more for a Mike Gusecki. Yeah. But again, the biggest thing is, is, is it's all comes down to two to me. You know, you always want to have a big tight end uh, target for a young quarterback. They've got it. And they have had, like you said, very good connections in the past. And he had a stretch last year, dude, where weeks 12 through 14, yeah, he looked amazing. Yeah, he had four touchdowns in, that, in those three weeks, too. Yeah, that was over all almost all the touchdowns in just those three weeks. Yep. But he had some really, really bad stretches. Um, He's one of my dynasty tight ends, and I like him. There is hope for him, but I'm not counting on him. Like, yeah. Well, like I said, we'll just have to but wait. But again, and see. he's in this group of tight ends that are going late. Where I, you're, you're kind of almost just throwing for a um, a hail mary at this yeah. point. Because at this point, you happens. want guys who have touchdown upside, and that's why mm-hmm. I will go into my first guy. Yep. It's Robert Tanya. Yeah, I, I have. I know you talk about him all the time. So I he's figured he would be the tenth tight end off the board, eighth pick of the ninth round. He finished third overall at the tight end position last year. It came out of nowhere. Just out of nowhere last year and took mm-hmm. over this tight end group in Green Bay and just thrived off efficiency. He had only 59 targets. Like, you look at the t- top tight ends last year and you look at their target totals. Yeah. And you look <laughs> at his, they are not the same. He had 59 targets, caught 52 of those targets. Yep. He only didn't catch seven of his targets. Yeah, I just find that crazy. He also tied with the league leader in tight ends for touchdown, receiving touchdowns with 11. Tied with Travis Kelsey. Man, he showed big play threat ability, 
and a nose for the end zone that you really want in a tight end, a tight end that can be elite, kind of like how we saw Kittle come out, big explosive plays, gets the touchdowns. Nine times last year, he was a top 12 tight end. He had six top five performances as well last year. I like Tanya. Yeah, the one thing for me is, you know, this Green Bay offense, man. Again, we just talked about how they are in the red zone. Yeah. They're very efficient in the red zone. Yep. And they're not always, you know, as much as I hate it because I had Aaron Jones last year, they don't always just hand the ball off to the running back and let him run in. They pass a lot inside the five. What was it? I just have it up here. 85. No, seven seven targets inside the 10, five targets and uh, uh, five touchdowns inside the 10. For Tanyan. For Tanyan. It's great. Yeah. So, you know, I'm, I would not be surprised if, because again, look at his yards, 586, but he's a, t- it's kind of touchdown or bust. Yeah, but he only caught 52 passes. Right. Exactly. So. It, it, yeah. And it, that actually could go up. Oh yeah, for sure. That could go up. And like I said, Gusecki, I have him in my dynasty league. I also have Robert Tanyan. And Tanyan's the guy I'm counting on and right. going to depend upon. Right. Uh, I actually, well, we'll see. Um, but I won't be surprised. In fact, I'm almost. I would almost lock him in to have double digit touchdowns again this year. Okay, that's what I that's mean. That's a I just, very high mark, but yes, I just, I just, he I, has that ability. You can't to be back surprised. I really think that would happen, especially just in this offense. And again, I expect Rodgers to have such a good season. These touchdowns got to go somewhere. I yep. mean, I think he had almost fifty last year. So spread it out, man. <laughs> Some at least ten is going to go to Tanya. Yep. All right, so the next guy I just wanted to chat about, um, I'm kind of a big fan. I was definitely starting to really get into him last year. It, things didn't transpire in the offseason the way I wanted, but I still think he can take over as the the mainstream tight end in this office. That's Dallas Goddard. Okay. So I thought that Zach Ertz was definitely going to be gone. He was in consideration for me. Give me, give me more. Yeah. So I really thought that Zach Ertz was going to be gone. It didn't. That's disappointing. But, yeah, it looks like he's going to be on the team. Yeah, unfortunately, unfortunately, um, but I I just think that he's been able to supply enough to where I think he'll still be the number one tight end. Talent wise, he's always been good. Yes. But again, you've always had the Ertz problem and injuries. So, right. So so far this year, one big thing was Zach Ertz, and we started seeing it last year too. Drops the dude's still dropping the ball. It's very unfortunate. Um, Dallas Goddard doesn't. But I've also, one thing that I really liked is the fact that Jalen Hurts is a big fan of tight ends. He He's really liked throwing to Dallas Goddard, and he does throw to Zach Ertz a little bit, but he loves throwing to the tight end. And on a team that needs pass catchers, look, Philadelphia still, even though they got Devonta Smith, yep. they it's don't have bare. a lot. It's still bare, but I do think the biggest concern for me is Jalen Hurts. Oh, see, I disagree. I, the only concern I have is Zach Ertz. Um, and it's not that big. I think Jalen Hurts is going to be fine in this offense, and I think that Dallas Goddard is going to give him a huge target to throw at. The one, th- the other thing that I would really like to see come up a little bit though is uh, red zone attempts. <laughs> Only had three targets inside Which the ten is zone. Strange because he's, he's a, a guy, guy who thrived in the red zone and passing his. Yeah, I mean he's six five two fifty, so he's he's a big guy. Um, he's a huge target in the red zone. Where did you say he's going? Oh, I found it. Never mind. Uh, he's going seven oh two. Okay. Um, so I got uh, some hypotheticals for you. All right, go ahead. Would you rather take Dallas Goddard there or would you rather draft Aaron Rodgers right there? Because they're going real close to each other. Well, yeah, I mean, it all depends, you know, so. Would you rather have Dallas Goddard or Robbie Anderson? 
Well, again, it just depends on what my wide receivers look like. I'm not a big fan of Robbie this year, though, but you knew that. Damian Harris, Debo. I kind of like a lot Debo, of these guys. Debo, more. maybe. Damian, no. Goddard is fine, but I do find it hard for him to be a breakout star. I don't think he's going to be a breakout star. I just think, like, I've got him ranked number nine, and I don't see, like, I don't think he's going to have top five upside, but I think he can finish, like, six or seven on this year. No, yeah, we've seen him finish 10th at the position before, but, again, that's not I think he could finish a little bit higher than that. Yeah, that's not very challenging yeah. at the time. I, I still think he can get, you know, close to that five spot, which would be better. He's going to need, like, 90-plus targets in this offense and get that red zone work back going. Yeah, and I mean, again, he missed one, two, three, four. I am saying playing five 11 games, games one yeah. game, if they count at least 7% of snaps. So we'll just drop that down to 10 games played. Yep. So, I mean, he basically only played 10 games last year. He did have 65 targets and 46 receptions. Yes, targets were fine. Completion percentage wasn't cool. Like, it was fine. It wasn't like incredible or anything again. But again, only three touchdowns last year. Yeah, three touchdowns is disappointing. But again, too, like who was his quarterback? You know, Carson Wentz didn't look great. They didn't really switch to Jalen Hurts, and Jalen Hurts did lift this offense a lot when he came in. I I think it's going to be a much improved season. I don't mind taking a shot with Dallas Goddard, especially if he drops a little bit later. Okay, I agree with that. Yeah. Okay, so we're getting to another one of my guys. Bringing him back, he was a sleeper candidate last year. It's a uh, Tyler Higby. Things yeah, try it again, not, huh? huh? Yeah, <laughs> things did not go uh, great last year, but um, there's some bright spots. He's going as the 12th tight end off the board, sixth pick of the 10th round. The one big bump, Gerald Everett's gone. That's 62 targets mm-hmm. at the tight end position. You don't even have to factor in the Josh Reynolds targets, anything like that. That's plenty. Rams throw the tight end position 22% of the time last year. That's above league average. And we've seen Higby perform very well in the past when he is the only guy there getting the targets. He's a sneaky athlete, very good with the ball in his hands at times. He's, I like him a lot, especially where he's going. He's a guy that can break back into where we had hopes of him finishing this season last year. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I, so I have him in dynasty and I was super pumped going into last season. I thought he was going to be awesome. We weren't even one of the, we weren't even the only ones that had him as a breakout. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of people, unfortunately, that had him as a breakout. I think I might have had him at like eighth last year, ninth. Yeah, people had him as tight, high as yeah. five or something. Well, that last stretch to end 2019 was just absolutely outrageous. 20 points, 15 points, 17 points, 14 points, 18 points in the tight end position is bizarre. Four of those five games over 100 yards, like he set the world on fire. So we were hoping that that main. He was the dominant number one coming into last year when he wasn't. I believe Gerald Everett saw more targets at the tight end position than he did last year. Yeah, I'm trying to find it, but I don't think I'm going to be able to, but that's fine. Um, I just don't recall. I know when TJ Hawkinson got to Detroit, mm-hmm. um, Matthew Stafford, and last season, TJ Hawkinson's all he very had. Very good, yeah. But that's all Essentially, he had. Essentially, yeah, Marvin Jones out there, yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. And so, but before TJ Hawkinson, there wasn't really a tight end worth... Throwing Between two. him and Ebron, yeah, nothing. So I'm really intrigued. And again, he's got two, possibly even three and four with, you know, Deshaun Jackson being there too. Yeah, there's going to there's gonna be a role. It's going to be Cooper Cup, Robert Woods, and then Higby in this offense. Even over like Van Jefferson? Yeah. 
Okay, that's fine. Um, and they, I thought they drafted somebody else too, but, um, anyways, yeah, they did. Um, oh, super tiny guy. Oh, come on, come on. Yeah, I can't think of it. Out of Louisville. Uh, two two Atwell. Yeah, there we go. Yep. Um, who also I think is going to have a role. He'll punt probably returner. punt return punt for a return. while. That's but... his role. That's his role. <laughs> yeah. Punt returns. Um, but I am really intrigued. Again, I really like the Rams' offense this year, and with Cam Akers going down, they had to throw the ball a lot. Yep. So. For my dynasty, um, I really hope he he actually breaks out this year. Yeah. Do you have any more? Because I have one left. Yeah, I I do, and I go I I kind of go back and forth, um, with him, because I like the talent. He just hasn't done much with it yet, and that's Irv Smith Jr. Okay. So he's a very interesting player. He's so good. It's he, just he's good. Yeah, he he's not done a ton with um, not done a ton in that offense, and I think a lot of it is the product of that offense. Yes, you have two very very yep. wide receivers that demand a lot, and with you have Dalvin Cook. Dalvin Cook. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, he only had I think last season eleven point six percent target share. Yep, he only had three games where he scored over ten points. Right, like. You know, there's there's definitely games where, you know, one target here, yep. um, four targets on one reception, I mean, no targets. Yeah, Kyle Rudolph's gone, so mm-hmm. he is the number one. He's going into his third year in the league, which is a, usually a big year for tight ends. Mm-hmm. So hopefully he could break through. Where is he going? Uh, right now he is going at 10-11. Okay. So, so he's definitely yeah, one of those later kind of guys that... That might be a little... Early for me because I do find it hard to see him getting enough targets in this offense. He's all 43 targets, but to be a guy where you consistently feel like you can start him, he's going to have to probably double that. Well, yeah. And I mean, he did have five touchdowns on the season, which isn't terrible, but unfortunately, most Three of, of them those... came in the last four games, and two well, of them came in one game. He had, right. two, yeah, he had, he two, had two, two games touchdown games where game. there were two touchdown games. So you kind of have to watch out for that. Yeah. Um, because, you know, like, for instance, one of them was. Two receptions on four targets for 10, ten yards yep. and two touchdowns. Yeah, that's like one of those Mike <laughs> Evans stat lines last year, like two targets, two catches, like two yards, two touchdowns, something like right. that. Like. like It's so dumb because they were on the goal line. So, I mean, it, you know, it's 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 just something that I'm, I'm, I'm still very intrigued by. And I think if I'm not, yeah, four out of his five touchdowns, because he had five, right? You know what he just said? Yeah, yeah, five. Four out of his five touchdowns were inside the 10 zone. Yep. So... He's just, Which is he's a very good intriguing. indicator of using him in the red zone. Hopefully that just goes up again. Maybe some of those Adam Thielen touchdowns that mm. aren't going to come back right. go his way. Right. Just, I'm again, he's he's very intriguing to me. Um, it's just, I don't know in this offense if I'm 100% sold, but I don't mind taking a shot late in, in a draft if you don't have many other options. Because at this point, guys, you're just looking at upside. Yep. He's got so, upside. Yeah, let's get into my guy. because. Yeah. This Ooh. is the guy where you're swinging am I, am I for lose? the fences. Oh, like geez. you're taking a shot on this guy. It um, Ooh, want, he's going to late. He's going late. Sixteen tight end up the board. I want to sixth pick oh. of the twelfth round. Can't guess now. Yeah, you can't guess now. His name is Adam Trotman. Oh, really? Yeah. Saints tight end. He's going into his second year in the league. He only saw sixteen targets last year in twenty twenty. Wait, when's he going? Twelfth round, you said? Yeah, sixth pick yeah. of the twelfth round. Yeah. Okay. He only saw 16 targets last year in his first his rookie season. Jared Cook was there. 
those 60 targets are gone. Michael Thomas is missing time in this offense. Could possibly very well miss the first six games of the season. He might not even play. Being on the PP list. Apparently, they've had good conversations. So, Oh, has that gone back? That's good. But that's what I've heard. But. Okay, we'll see. And then um, the wide receivers on this team are also unproven. Traquan Smith's also dealing with an injury right now. It's like Marquez Galloway right now, and that's about <laughs> it. Like, yeah, Alvin Kamara is the only receiving threat they have in this offense right now. Opportunity is the biggest thing you can look for right now in these tight ends, especially when they're going late. There's a spot for him. And one of the guys last year when we did our rookie previews, Adam Trotman stuck out to me. Mm-hmm. He came out of Dayton. He was a monster in college. He was great with the ball in his hands. He is a receiving weapon. I wasn't big on Cole Komet. He kind of stuck out to me, kind of how Brevin Jordan stuck out to me this year. Right. Like guys that are just different at the tight end position. Also, side note, he saw he was the PFF's highest graded run blocking tight end last year. Yeah. <laughs> so he's going to be on the field like yeah. that. That gets you on the field in the NFL. If you're mm-hmm. good, I mean, pass blocking, not as well. But hopefully that's because he's running the routes on the passing plays. Right, right, right. So, I mean, there are a lot of indicators. But, again, only saw 16 targets his rookie season. But if yeah. you look at his college profile, his tape, he's a, he has the potential to be a star. Yeah, I mean, he's 6'5", 255. I mean, he's, and he can he's move. Big. He can shake people. Yeah, he can get downfield. Um, the one thing that I like about Adam Troutman is the fact that, dude, I mean, this offense is wide open. Exactly. Like you said. It costs you nothing. Yeah, the only thing that I'm I'm trying to look at, and this is why I don't know if you've been hearing this too, but you know they're saying that Jameis Winston might not start the season just because Michael Thomas, if he's yep. not playing, they need playmakers somewhere, and that's why Taysom Hill has an opportunity to start because at least he can run. Yeah, because they have nothing else. I mean, literally, you you need someone to throw the ball to, and he might be just a product of. You're it. Exactly. And <laughs> when you get that opportunity, if he gets that opportunity, he will perform well. And mm-hmm. that'll keep him getting that opportunity. Yeah. I'm going to pull up the, because I haven't, I haven't looked at this in a little bit. I'm going to pull up the St. Wide Receivers depth chart because I'm curious. Yeah. There's one guy I'm forgetting, <laughs> but um, it's really Marcus Calloway's. Like, yeah, but the there's, guy there's right a now. guy right behind him too, and yeah, I can't think of it I either. his name. Okay. Uh, Don, uh, Dante. Dante Harris. Yeah. Yep, that's it. Yep. Um. <laughs> So it's just oh boy. They're gonna be looking at when all these pre like um training camp cuts and camp cuts happen, they're gonna be looking at guys to sign because it's not pretty. Well, it's really disappointing because I, I actually read this article the other day that I thought was really interesting, and I'm curious now your thoughts now that we're talking about the Saints. But do you think that the Saints are gonna start selling people this year? Because I don't think there's I mean, a chance that they can win. Cap hell. Yeah, the there's, defense is aging. Like, there's like, a very good chance. There's a. I feel like there's a very good chance this team is going to start rebuilding. <laughs> it's going to take a long time. If they do that, this, I think I Sean mean, Payton walks. Yeah. Well, because they've they've just been so competitive for so long. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, you look at this wide receiver core, and it's just if Michael Thomas, because he's on the PUP he's list, gonna be. I mean, he might not miss the full six game, but if he gets on that PUP list to start the season, that's automatic. He's missing the first six games. If he stays off that PUP list, you're still looking at him missing a decent amount of games. Right. So, I mean, even half, even if it's close to half a season, I mean, there's a legitimate chance Adam Trotman sees 80 plus targets this year. Mm-hmm. Again, product of they have nobody. Yep. When's Trey Cons? Is he supposed to miss time in the season too, though? Uh, I haven't heard his is super severe, but he's missing camp right now. Yeah. Okay. Just curious because I haven't kept an eye on his. 
Because I'm not, I mean, not I'm not drafting them, so I don't really know. Yeah, I that's really the other problem. Even if they are healthy, they're unproven. Like they just haven't been able well, to do it. Draquan Smith has had the ability to be proven. Yeah, but because Michael Thomas missed how much time last year? Well, he's he also still been did around nothing. a long time. Yeah, he still did nothing. So it's going to be very interesting, and that's a really good one. That's somebody I might it's even start late. looking at now. Yeah, it's very late. Again, kind of like the Fitzpatrick, but again, Adam Trotman does have great upside. Like Ryan mm-hmm. Fitzpatrick, I brought him up just as he could be all reliable. Trotman does have upside to be like a Mark Andrews breakout player, a George Kittle breakout player, guys like that. Well, and keep in mind, man, Mark Mark Andrews, I think, was year two when he broke yep, out. Kittle was year two, too. And this is, what, year two for him? Yep. Yep. And keep in mind, Mark Andrews, the year that I drafted him when he broke out, I drafted him in the, the 11th the run, round. Yeah. So it's right around here. Yep. So could be a good shot, man. That's a good one. We'll see. Uh, let us know what you guys think of our tight ends and our quarterbacks. If you wanted to pick a late shot, who would you take? Very curious. So let us know. And James, if they wanted to let us know, where could they find us at? Uh, yeah, Twitter and Facebook at the TFL Monsters, YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Fancy Monsters, or the Fancy Monsters Podcast. Perfect. Come hang out with us. Come chat with us. We love talking with all of you guys. Um, but thank you again for uh, listening to another week of the Fantasy Monsters with Caleb and James, and we'll catch you next week. Have a good one. Dog.